0: Good afternoon. Welcome back to another segment of VIP. The date is Wednesday, August 26th, in this whack job of a year of 2020. Still trying to make sense of a lot of unrest and uncertainty in this country, and around the world for that matter. We're going to start with some of the latest headlines taking place in Kenosha, Wisconsin. There's still a lot of details left to unpack in this whole scenario, but the narrative is pretty straightforward and clear at this point. A black man was gunned down by police officers, and that's basically the entire narrative we're getting. And it's reached a point where the actions and the reactions are just instantaneous and without without any attempt to identify the facts of the situation. Now, I don't know the facts of the situation, so I'm not judging on it. But I also know that people who are burning that town down and making a lot of noise about this are also misinformed about the actual facts. So we need to wait for those to surface. And if it's a scenario where the police officers were wrong, then yes, they deserve to fucking burn in hell. But if this is a scenario that was a justifiable action, then then what? We have all these actions, all these things taking place. Kenosha is burning to the ground, all in the assumption. Is that what we're doing now? We're reacting in such a violent manner to things before we identify what the facts of those things are. These aren't protests. These are fucking full-blown riots. Destruction. At some point, somebody, some entity, some needs to be held accountable for this. I don't know how that, that gets to that point without somebody needing to apologize for those words. Listen, I'll come out and say it right now. The definition of a terrorist organization is using violence. Funded violence. To gain political advantage. I'll just leave it at that. Anybody listening to this can interpret it however the hell they want to. But a terrorist organization is a funded act of violence to gain political power. And it's uh, once again spilling into sports. The NBA throughout this bubble has been one political propaganda campaign. Again, I don't pay attention to it. I really can't. You know, I love the game of basketball. I think that there's extremely talented athletes in that league, but they've taken it upon themselves to create this agenda and to get a a particular message out there that they don't even understand fully. It's gotten to the point now where these guys are actually thinking about boycotting a playoff game because of the same exact situation that happened in Kenosha. Are they going to get paid for that game? Are the TV contracts going to be lived up to in that game? Is the business of the NBA going to be able to thrive after this? Football's following suit. The Detroit Lions sat out a practice yesterday. Practice. They didn't sit out a game. It was practice. But still, this message is, is filtering once again into these fields and onto these courts. And these outlets of entertainment are used to distract us from the shit that we all have to listen to on a day-to-day basis. When sports didn't exist, we wanted them back simply for the purity of the sport. It's never going to end. This, this, this fucking mentality is not going to end. And if you think for a second that um, voting one way or another is going to put an end to this, then you are extremely mistaken. Because I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. Regardless who gets in, they're just going to blame the other party for the problems that are going to continue to linger anyway. So get ready for a finger-pointing bitch fest yet again. So let's turn things over to the topic of the year, which is this coronavirus. So we're at the end of August and schools are either opened or they're in the process of opening. And I got to tell you, there's some really, really weird things happening with school. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who happens to be a teacher and obviously everything is done virtually at this point until they can figure out a way to get the kids back into school safely with the teachers. She told me that she only sees her kids for one week every four weeks. One week every four weeks and she teaches science. So she told me that the kids are going to be um, in a Class of science for a week, then math, then English, then social studies, and then basically redo it again. So she's like, uh, I basically have to reintroduce myself to my kids every four weeks. How the hell are you supposed to learn like that? The whole purpose of having multiple classes a day in an elementary or high school setting is to ensure that you're engaged in every topic every day and you keep moving forward in your learning experience. This process is, again, a band-aid on a broken bone. Nobody knows what the hell they're doing. They're just trying to, you know, fill in the gaps for the time being in the hopes that maybe, just maybe, all of this comes to an end and then they, things can get back to normal. Normal. There's a word that essentially shifted and became a new meaning this entire year. So, being in South Florida... One of the main threats to this region, besides all this other noise and shit that's going on, is the weather. We are in the crosshairs of hurricanes. They zip across the Caribbean, and then it's a coin flip on which way they're going to turn. Well, this past week, we had a very, very specific scenario where there was two hurricanes or tropical storms forming in the Gulf of Mexico. And they were on a collision course to combine into, you know, I guess what they're calling a superstorm. Well, Marco, who was the first one and the smaller of the two storms, tended to fade away a little bit. But Laura, Hurricane Laura, is at this point in the afternoon of Wednesday the 26th, hours away from landfall in Louisiana in eastern Texas. Now, many people that aren't familiar with hurricanes, it's a slow buildup. You essentially have notice about a week or so in advance that this thing is coming or it has the potential to be coming. So you scramble around, you go around, you board up your homes, you board up your businesses, you get your water supplies, you figure out a way if you're going to have electricity or not, and you just sit it out. Or... Option B, you pack your shit in your car and you hit the road and you try to get as far north as possible or far away from the storm as possible. Now, when Irma hit Florida a few years ago, we opted to pack our shit, board up our homes and hit the road. And we went to Atlanta, which from Miami is about a nine hour drive. It took us 23 and a half hours to get there. It was one of the most eye-opening experiences I think I've ever experienced in my life. The problem isn't necessarily the storm or the chaos before. It's the destruction after. And with gas shortages and every, I mean, there's so many things that factor into it, but the truth is, there's electrical problems, people don't have power, food is a problem, gas is obviously a problem, water, running water. All of these are, are, are lingering effects after the storm. When we returned from Georgia two or three days after the storm rolled through, it looked like a war zone. There was trees down everywhere, there was homes completely destroyed it's not a fun experience. Katrina obviously has a scar all over New Orleans and Louisiana. I hope over the next few hours that people stay safe. They identify that this is not a Mickey Mouse storm. I think it's going to hit as a category three or four. So prepare yourselves, hunker down and, and, and stay safe. The last topic I want to really go over on this segment, speaking of the coronavirus, are the lack of information on how to take care of yourself in the event that you do get it. How do you build up your immune system? How do you give yourself a fighting shot when you get it? It's almost not possible to sit here and avoid getting this for the rest of your life. This isn't going to go away. So when you get exposed to this, How do you prepare your body to give yourself the best possible chance to get through it, to get through it quickly, and to get through it without any lingering ramifications? So I figured I would share my daily dose of vitamin intakes on this segment because I think it's important. So I'm basically taking six different vitamins on a day-to-day basis. I'm taking vitamin C, which anybody who's been sick knows the benefits of vitamin C and really how that's designed to boost your immune system. I'm taking vitamin D. 78% of this country is vitamin D deficient. And what they're noticing is, is that people who are in ICU and admitted to hospitals have a severe deficiency of vitamin D. It's not just as simple as going out and getting a suntan. You absorb vitamin D very specifically through digestion as well. Certain foods have it, uh, it's always recommended to supplement it. it. It really does give a boost to an immune system. I take vitamin B12 and B-complex very simply for cognitive abilities. It's supposed to assist with that on a day-to-day basis, and I do notice the effects of that. Tumeric. Tumeric is a very, very, very good uh, supplement for inflammation. One of the things that they're recognizing with this COVID scenario is that at least after the fact, are that some vital organs are experiencing blood clots and swelling. And turmeric as an anti-inflammatory has the ability to assist with the anti-inflammatory features of it and reduce the overall stress on the vital organs. I take omega-3 fish oils for cholesterol purposes, but it's, it's always good to have a fatty supplement. And fish oil, you can't really get better than that. And the final thing that I just started taking is zinc. And the only comment I have about the zinc is make sure you take it with food because you might have a tendency to feel a little nauseous if you don't. And if you're supplementing anything else like a multivitamin or any other vitamins that contain copper, uh, the zinc and the copper will, will counter each other and you won't be able to experience the same absorption. So basically to conclude this little vitamin segment here, I just don't understand why anybody can't just come out and say these are important elements that you need to make sure that you have sufficient doses of. I don't think it's a difficult comment to make. You know, if, if, if you have the ability to shut down the economy, shut down businesses, shut down schools, shut down everything, you you should literally have the ability to tell people, hey, you know, maybe if you if you take this and you make this as a part of your your day-to-day diet. It's going to reduce the risk in the event that you end up do getting it. So either way, another segment where it's mostly bad news and, and, and sour shit. And I, I really hope to have a, a very positive one of these very shortly. Because um, this year has been a kick in the nuts. And uh, we got to get through it. And we got to get through it in a way that makes us stronger and, and unites us, not divides us.